Well, welcome everyone. Darren Saul, your host of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Episode 143. We're squeezing one, one in before Friday with Rusty Rustogi. How are you, Rusty? I'm very well. Thank you, Darren. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank My you. My pleasure, Rusty. Thanks for coming on the show. And for everybody out there, today we're going to be chatting about how to get your hard-earned money working even harder for you. So Rusty is an architect turned fund manager, now serving as a client-centric independent buyer's agent. He built his own successful portfolio in just under seven years, which gave him financial freedom, allowing him to pursue his passion for helping others achieve the same thing. He is now assisting people to generate passive income by investing in properties in a very systematic and robust way. So welcome to the show, Rusty. Thank you so much, Darren. Thank Pleasure, you. Man. So Rusty, I'd love to hear your story in a bit more detail. Tell us how you went from architect to funds manager to buyer's agent. Now it has been a, it has been a very good uh, ride for me as well. So <laughs> I always wanted to be an architect because of my passion for properties. It's one yeah. of the most tangible, uh, you know, art form, um, culmination of science and art. Yep. Um, there was a change in the family circumstances. My father passed away and being the only son, I had to take control of the finances. Yep. That made me move to IT industry um, where I learned programming on my own. And then I think it was just the opportunity there being an Indian, like it was easy for me to jump into IT bandwagon then. And IT was the industry that took me to places from India to Singapore and then to Australia. So I came here in uh, 2006 in Australia, um, loving every bit of it. Uh, but my passion for making money you know, investing money and, um, and and getting it work harder for us, I realized that investing is one of the ways that we can actually make it worthwhile, uh, the, all the savings that we had. And with a passion for education and learning it the right way, I choose to go for um, industry change once again. So I quitted my full-time job in IT, went to do my MBA, went to even US for my studies, came back, did my CFA, um, yeah. started doing you know, the industry analysis and started working as an equities analyst and later on promoted myself as, as a portfolio manager, worked with banks and investment banking. And my last role, I was managing decent amount of money. But on the sidelines, I actually merged my passions of property and investing as a property investments nice. for myself. That served me very well, though it was a very hard journey for me and for my family, trying to figure it out, how should I be going and doing it? Uh, there's so many challenges out there, uh, so many unknowns. So I tried to educate myself first, and then I realized that you know this was actually worthwhile. A lot of it because I was able to build my portfolio, uh, one like buying properties one after the other, and um, then I realized that you know this is this is it. Like when I went to uh, UPW as in Unleash Your Power Within, a Tony Robbins flagship program, oh, wow. um, in September 2019, I realized that what I really want to do is serve people. Like I've achieved my financial freedom. Yep. Now I really am passionate about helping others to achieve theirs. So oh, okay. that actually brought me to start this uh, company, Get Rare uh, Properties, which is basically an independent buyer's agency, helping people build portfolio one property at a time. Fantastic. So obviously that's, that's your passion is passive income, property, and helping other people achieve financial freedom. That's exactly right. You summed it very well. Yeah, well, well done, Rusty. <laughs> and um, tell me a bit about, you know, working as a buyer's agent. Obviously, you know, the buyer's agents are becoming so common. Like it's become a, 
a brand new industry in the last few years. There's more and more buyers agents all the time and I seem to be speaking to them. I've interviewed a few of them. What, you know, why is buyers agency such a, a massive uh, industry at the moment? Look, on the contrary, what I'm finding, Darren, like we are pretty low on buyers agency um, as an industry in Australia. Wow. If you go overseas, like to UK or as into Europe or to America, every transaction has equal representation of professionals on both wow. sides of the trade yep. as in a selling agent and a buyer's agent. Yep. However, in Australia, it's pretty biased toward the selling agent or the, toward the seller because 95% of the deals, uh, according to one of the statistics, are done with with the selling professionals as a selling agent representing the property or representing the seller. Gotcha. The main job is to sell the property uh, and also get the maximum price possible from the buyer. Yep. On the con on the other hand, like we have very little representation of buyer, so it's less than five percent of the trades that actually happens with buyers agents. Wow. So, so it's it's, it's a huge catch up to be made. Like other yeah. statistics was saying. There are about 90,000 selling agents Australia-wide, but we are about 2,000 uh, buyer's agents. Wow. So, And I did hear, uh, I heard that in America, I don't know if this is true, in America, you can't buy a property without a buyer's agent. Is that right? You have to be represented by a buyer's agent. That is my understanding as well. And so the way what I know uh, as a fact is that the challenge the whole industry, the buyer's agency that faces here in Australia is that who will pay that money, you know, for someone, uh, right. a, a family member or, or, or a young professional, they have to pay the deposit, they have to pay the stamp duty, they have to pay all the convincing and the administrative fees. Yeah. And then on top of it, if they have to pay a buyer's agent fees, it just sounds too much. I mean, yeah. it's already too much uh, for a typical Australian here. I know. But in Australia, the way they have done it is like, they are actually capturing uh, the, the equal portion for the buyer's agent in the tr transaction itself. So yes, at the end of the day, it is still coming out of the pocket of a buyer, but because that is a trend, that is a tradition, it is already factored in as compared to thinking, you know, whether we should add that cost or not. So gotcha. it's just the mindset thing, nothing more. Gotcha. And theoretically, buyers agents will say that they will be able to save you money on certain things or get you better deals. So you have that little bit of margin to pay them as well. Oh, look, big time, actually. Like if I look at my last few deals that I've, uh, what we have done, uh, we actually make more savings than the fees that we charge. So it's very easy for, for anyone to justify, or at least for us to justify that why one should use us because yeah. we are not only saving on their time, uh, their, their stress, but also the money. So yeah. it's just a question of where they would go and find that money in their pocket for the deposit because that deposit, or sorry, that fees for the buyer's agent because that has to come from their own money gotcha. rather than any other money which has to be, which can be borrowed from the bank. Gotcha. So yep. as a wise investor, it certainly makes sense to go and have a professional do the job of jo home hunting or investment hunting. Oh, yeah. Because it's such a specialized role. Like people don't really realize, though they can do it on their own, there's a lot of value that we as a buyer's agents bring as a value add for them. And, and sometimes it's not about just making a saving. It's also making sure that the deal is right for them because there are so many costly mistakes, so many costly mistakes that it's so difficult and costly to undo them. True. So uh, just making sure that we are doing the right thing, uh, getting the right deal. Um, and, and also other thing is that uh, Darren, what I've seen is like when people are looking for their own property, 
they spend about three, four, five months uh, to find the property. So they spend a lot of time, energy to find the right property. Yep. And by that time, when they realize that, okay, this is what they can afford as a budget wise, which area they will be looking at. And if they are able to zoom in, in a particular property, then they probably by that time, they already exhausted the, as oh, an emotional challenges. I'm exhausted so, just listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and what happens then, like they, their emotional outburst happen and they're like, uh, typically either of the couple as members would simply say that this is it, like just pay whatever and get out of this exactly. exercise yeah. of buying it and let's start enjoying the house. Yeah, exactly. And you, become, you get emotionally connected to it and then yes. you get frustrated because you've been looking for so long and you really want it. And that's when the real estate agents can, you know, exploit that as well. And it's a whole cycle. Oh, look, they, they're, they're paid for that. You know, selling agents yeah. are representing the seller and they're doing the right job by extracting the best value out of it. That's right. Yeah. And and that's the point of differentiation we bring in that we take the emotion out of it and just look at the deal from very rationally. Yeah. And, and also you guys know, maybe, you know, a lot of people wouldn't know that, you know, the window facing that direction might not be the best way, you know, or, or the doors facing the other direction or there's noise coming from one side. I might have not considered those things, but you guys have done this so many times. And you can advise everybody, you know, maybe you want to double check if that's going to be okay for you. Exactly right. Uh, so Darren, just on that, there was a statistics um, that came to my desk that 56% of the transactions happen when the buyer has spent less than 60 minutes in the property. Wow. Oh my God. You know, a typical Saturday for them is looking like on Thursday, Friday, they work it out. What's the schedule for the visits on Saturday? Oh they just go, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, like even when we were looking initially, they, we used to get confused that what feature was in which property because yeah. we are just, you know, moving around front from one inspection to the yeah. other, like can't really find the parking spot as well. And it's like oh. running in and coming out very quickly. And then Absolutely. we make a decision. Maybe. It's just, it's very time consuming process. So, you know, again. Time and also emotionally challenging. You know, it's yeah. not easy. It's not yeah. easy for someone who's doing it for the first or the second time. That's right. Wow. And so what, what do you mean when you say you're an independent buyer's agent? What does that mean, independent buyer's agent? Sure. No, we, we take pride to say that we are independent and we are independent in the true sense. And what it means is that we, when we are working with a client as a buyer, we are totally just representing their best interest. Right. So what it means is that we are really understanding what they want, what their preferences are, and then coming up with the research and analysis and finding the properties or shortlisting the properties which would suit them best. Gotcha. So, because there are quite a few buyers agents um, like who represent or who works with the developers. So what it means is they have a kind of access to the new products like a home and land packages or of the planned properties. Mm -hmm. Though they are helping the buyer to buy the properties, but their stock is kind of limited to the stock they get from the developer. And sometimes they get remunerated by the by the developer as well. Right. Yes. So in that sense, like I, I particularly feel that we are not really doing the right service by by mixing two things together. Yep. If you're working for developer, then call yourself as a seller's agent and work for them to sell the property. That's true. Uh, but for for us, like we are independent, we are just looking after the whole sole interest of the buyer because we get paid by them, we get remunerated by them, and 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 we 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 deserve. Um, as in the kind of value that we bring is worth more than gotcha. what we actually yeah. get paid for that. Yeah, you're 100% on the side of the buyer. Yes, yeah. exactly right. No, no ulterior motives, no gen, no uh, 
other general, you know, uh, behind the scenes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's right. Exactly right. Okay, very good. And so, tell us a bit more about your approach to, you know, working as a buyer's agent. How is there a strategy to it? Um, tell us more about how that works and how you work. Sure. We actually specialize in investment properties, and okay. we buy properties all over Australia for anyone in Australia. So, my, my our clients are actually Australia wide, and so there, there's a lot of big aspects that we need to consider what the client is looking for. And when we are talking about investment properties, typically it means that they're building wealth; they want to build wealth. Right. And therein, my take is that anyone can buy a property; even the buyer can themselves buy a property. Yeah. But our property or two properties at a stretch will not be able to do much of a difference in changing their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It can improve their lifestyle because it can help them maybe cut down on their tax liability or maybe earn some sort of income, but that might be kind of a, just like a bonus at the end of the year, they are getting paid from their employer or right. from their business. Gotcha. Yep. However, our approach is to, to come up with a strategy that how they can systematically build a portfolio of properties typically around five or six properties so that that can generate enough passive income that they can choose to change their lifestyle, not just improve that lifestyle, but change the lifestyle. Uh -huh. Now, this is a big, big undertaking in the sense that it's, it's kind of working out where the individual or the family is trying to understand where they want to be and then trying to come up with the kind of a roadmap that they should carry for next few years to get there. Gotcha. And that actually takes into account their current circumstances in the sense that what is their borrowing capacity, what is their saving rate is, what is their current savings in terms of cash or equity. And also the biggest thing, which lots of people kind of undermine in the beginning is the risk appetite. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. just like any investment, properties also has an element of risk. Yeah. How do we go about embracing them, understanding them, mitigating them in our favor? is a part of the whole holistic approach of the strategy that we work together with the client. Fantastic. So, so you're really a buyer's agent slash financial planner in a way. I, I would love to call myself that, but Darren, but I'm not a financial planner because I don't have the licensing for that. Uh -huh. What I do prompt though is, is if I were, you know, um, so disclaimer, I'm not really a financial planner. Whatever we talk about properties, I actually suggest that they should go and consult the financial planner. Gotcha. Having said that, I actually want to research advisory in my banking days. So I was actually advising the financial planners on how they should be structuring the asset allocation. Right. Wow. So I'm bringing those elements that how an individual should be thinking about building wealth. So of course, my engagement with the client is to buy our property, yep. but how we buy that property um, along with the consideration of how they should be doing building wealth in long run actually comes handy because that way it gives a very clear indication that, okay, for this kind of circumstances, this risk appetite, this kind of holdings for this kind of aspirations is the next best step. Gotcha. And, and then, you know, all right, because I know what my strategy is long-term, I might be less likely to get emotionally charged and influenced to buy a property if it goes beyond what I originally thought. I thought, okay, that's not a good idea now. It's just ticked over and the risk will be too high. So let's move on to the next property. No, exactly right. And also what it does strategy um, is it actually serves as a GPS system. Yep. 
So, because the thing is that we are talking about the future and we don't really know what future holds. Mm -hmm. So it comes as a, as a roadmap that, okay, as and when we get this much of equity or this much of savings, we can potentially do this or that. So it's very fluid as well. It's not really time bound, but rather circumstances bound. Okay. Um, and also the way I say it, like, you know, it's a metaphor of, of trying to build a building or have a building. So unless and until we know how tall we want to have a building and how soon we want to build a building, um, we really need to focus on the strategy in terms of the what should be the what sort of blueprint it should have, yeah. how deep the foundation should be, as compared to having an afterthought. Okay, let's put one floor today, and then sleep over it in a few years time when we come back, realize that okay we have enough money now to put another floor. Yeah, maybe people can do that, but after one or two people get stuck because the building blocks that we had in the Lego block structure might not allow us, you know, um, okay, to, like to, to put it on top of it. And the statistics supports it. Like 72% of property investors in Australia has only one investment property. Wow. Other 18% have two properties. So effectively it's 90% of property investors in Australia have only one or two properties. Wow. However, on the other hand, other, other hand, um, according to ABS, as in Australian Bureau of Statistics, we need five or six properties to have that kind of a significant uh, change uh, or, or yep. for our betterment. Wow. And it's only less than 1% of property investors who have six or more properties. So Oof, after having a lot of studies of those 90% versus 1%, um, I really want to get people from this bucket and put it on the other one, whereby it's all about portfolio. Definitely. And the difference is, having the right strategy, having that really true roadmap, which is personalized for them. Perfect. It's like financial planning. You, 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 we talked about financial planning. Now that is very subjective. That's very personalized. Yep. Like it's, it's going to the doctor and, and, you know, having our personalized medication. So I won't really say financial planning because I can't do this. I can't talk about it, but it's more about having the modeling because yeah. and the part of it is because of my, my skill sets, not only as an architect to be able to read the market or, to read the property attributes, yep. but also as a research scholar, because when I was managing money, it was all about economics. Yes. And properties, Darren, it's not about brick and mortar. It's about supply and demand yeah. or the sentiments. Yep. It's the market. How do we go about appreciation? Is it a, it's a good deal or is it not a good deal? It's not That's about right. the actual structure itself. Exactly right. So, um, so we study all of that to come up to a conclusion that there's a good property yep. and having my understanding of the, of, of the valuation, we are able to do the comparable uh, valuation and have a very systematic approach of concluding that this is the best price as a walk away price, that if it is under this price, we'll take it. If it's over, we'll move on to the next one because there are 15,000 suburbs in Australia. That's right. And you know, there are so many properties on sale. It's just a matter of trying to find the right property for that right, circumstance, right circumstances for the individual in the right part path in the journey as well so yep. what wow. works for you might not work for other one and vice versa that's right yeah i love it that sounds you know very very i like that holistic approach it's very it makes a lot of sense thank and you so the market nowadays i mean maybe give us some insight into the market because it seems to have bounced back a lot how do you navigate you know the situation at the moment is it busy is it not so busy are certain states more buoyant than others look for sure like this market like um if we talk about in general, uh, first of the disclaimer is that there's no one market in Australia. Yep. People talk in, in very loose terms that how market is doing. Mm -hmm. and, and to me, um, 
there are multiple markets within Australia. Sure. So even if you talk about New South Wales versus Victoria, you know, it's not like that. In New South Wales alone, it's like, okay, regional versus cities. We are talking about different budgets. We are talking about different types. Sure. So every area or every pocket has its own cycles of property growth. And that actually we take advantage of, which we haven't really talked about when I talk about holistic approach, because when we talk about portfolio, we are talking about multiple properties. And then how do we go about finding the properties in different market cycles um, so that the end result is still very smooth rather than going up and down. Yes. Um, and that actually helps with the risk mitigation. So now coming back to your question on how do we, what do we find in the market? It's just like every time it's all over the place. Yeah. Having said that in general, it is certainly on the, on the brighter side, on the higher side, for lots of macroeconomic reasons than, than otherwise, you know? So for example, low interest rates, it has been super low interest rates, not only on the short-term yield curve, but also on the long-term yield curves. Okay. What it means is that there's a lot of uh, competition among banks to, to get or supply you the mortgage. So what it means is that interest rate goes lower for, uh, for a household. Right. Second thing is lots of people have started realizing that, um, you know, with COVID, like earlier, people were so, so confused what's really going on with the market. Like there were media articles saying that market is going to, you know, collapse and unemployment rate will go so high and market will crash kind of thing. Yeah. But what it has done is like, it has actually put people on sidelines for a, for a long while as in 2020 was probably one of the most opportune time, but yeah. it's only for the brave or people with the deep pockets. That's right. So most of the people never got in the market um, to buy. But on the other hand, like people who were probably too much stretched on their leverage, and when they read that kind of uh, media articles, they were probably scared um, to an extent to, to start selling, uh, putting the property in the market. Yeah. However, what it also did was basically it stopped or kind of slowed down the building approvals. So because it's all about supply and demand, it takes about a couple of years to get that uh, supply side ramped up. Yeah. So that is kind of lacking. Okay. And now since 2020 is over, we realize as a sentiment wise that now the COVID vaccine is here. Government did amazing job in controlling the downfall of the market by giving lots of stimulus for first home buyers, yep. even cutting down on the stamp duty, you know, and, and talking about a few other aspects of it, like how we should be able to go back and do things uh, with job seeker and job keeper kind of uh, stimulus then also agreeing on bringing forward the tax the federal tax cut rates that actually brought a lot of money in the savings for the individual family of course people who got affected by the jobs uh, who were specifically around tourism or hospitality or, or travel um, they, they got affected but typically for the others there was a report recently that 93 percent of people who lost their job last year have already got back in the job Wow. So that's that's a big, big number because Australia has done a fantastic job by keeping a very resilient economy. It has. It now, has. what it is doing, last year, people were not going out. We never traveled out as an example. So we saved that money. We never went out for movies. We were watching on Netflix. That's right. We, <laughs> you know, we never went to office. So there was no traveling expense. There was no eating out expense. Yep. And all of a sudden, we realized that we have actually saved more than what we were supposed to do. Uh, or, or, uh, so what's what I'm coming to is that people have saved enough more than what they were 
typically doing. Yes. And now they realize that, okay, property market is pretty, pretty good, good position in general. Again, again, I'll come back to the disclaimer that there are different pockets that you should not touch. Yeah. And there are properties that you don't even think twice even to buy even at a premium because the projections are very strong that it will keep going from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of, end of, at the, end of the day, it's about demand and supply. In summary, summary uh, the supply has come down and because now lots of people have cash in their pocket, government is allowing them, banks are opening up their uh, doors again. There's a lot of demand coming up. And because of this disbalance of supply and demand, the market in general is going up and up. Now, with the help of quite a few economists already talking about 10, 15, 20% growth in the next couple of years, right. people can really see that this is this is it. Instead of paying a mod, uh, paying the rent to someone, I can pay the mortgage and have my own home. Yeah. yeah. So certainly it's, it's a, one of the great times because lots of factors are aligned together to have that kind of growth. However, again, coming back to the disclaimer, not every property is the same. Sure. Um, the challenge is when, when a market becomes hot, people end up, end up paying a lot more than what they should be paying for the property. Yes. And that's not really a good start because yeah. in property market, we make money when we buy the property because we can choose to be under the market and then get the property and then ride the wave. That's right. Yep. I love it. I love it, Rusty. That's very comprehensive. I mean, incredible understanding of you know, the market, economics, the government, you know, I'll have to listen to that a few times for me to understand everything. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank but, you. Um, that's really insightful. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and so I'd love to hear a story of maybe how you've helped a client. Maybe give us an example of, or a case study of how you might have helped a client recently. Um, and they've just ecstatic because they've got such a property now that's going to grow for, for years to come. And they've, they've got such a great deal. So do you want to maybe sure. tell us a story? Would love to. I probably won't really use the right, I mean, the actual name. If oh, of so, course. I can yep. refer her as one of the clients as Jenny. Uh, sure. Would that be okay? Yes, of course. Awesome. So Jenny was a bit confused. Like she has been reading about the markets, trying to get the understanding that how she can get in the market yep. um, for last maybe 15, 16 months. Mm -hmm. She read a lot of books and then realized that on the, on the field, as like going on the open homes, it's entirely different process because then she is actually bombarded by the queries or, or in her words, the pushiness of, of the yes. selling agents. Yes, because yes. the once you step in the open home, then you get in the database and then you get bombarded. And she was like, yep. I can't really take it anymore. Yep. So can you please help me? I really want to build wealth. And she went through my story and she was like, I really want to build a portfolio so that I don't really have to rely on my nine to five job. Nice. So, so we sat down in August or September last year she came on board. So talking about the strategy, how we should be thinking about what are the parameters we should be looking at holistically. So we spent about a couple of months um, going through multiple sessions of strategy because that's a cornerstone of what we do, how we do it. Yep. And our take, uh, Darren, is that the, the client or the buyer should appreciate the element of risk and the expectation of growth so that they own the decision. So yes. though we are coming as a professional helping her, uh, our job is to also educate the client so that they are equipped enough to take like the right that. decision. I love that. That's fantastic. Yep. So what it does is actually it helps us building the trust, um, giving her the right information and, and working together. So it's a lot of handholding. Yep. So long story short, in October, we were able to find our property for her, which, is, which was under the market, uh, had a decent equity of about 8%. Um, and uh, we bought that property. Then 
she was ready again in January. So we bought another property. Wow. That, that was the kind of capacity that she had to buy two properties. Amazing. But because we had purchased very well in, on the, both the occasions, we had significant equity built up already in those two properties that we are going back to the banker as in the mortgage broker, which is kind of a, a team player that we really need to rely on as well. Yes. So it's more holistic from that approach as well having that association with the qualified team around it, that we are going to the broker and now he's helping us to tap into the equity so that we get, get we can get into the third property. Oh my God, that's So fantastic. within eight months or so, I'm confident she can get the third property and her aim is to build a bit, like a six story tall building. A and we are already on the third story <laughs> right now. Good for her. That's fantastic. And how does she feel? She feels oh, so she's, much, she's, much she's, more she's, relaxed and confident now that she's in your hands. No, exactly right. So, so the thing is that she she is an educated economist by herself, right. and and she can understand. She can see where I'm coming from from my research. Because when I'm suggesting any, any property or any research region, we provide a very comprehensive report on the region and and then about the property. So she really feels, which I believe is right in the sense that she knows the market, yeah. though one property has been interstate. So she, by reading that report, going through all the details, she feels very confident, though she has never been to that state, but we are very comfortable buying in that area. So she's certainly very confident and that's why we are able to do it again. And, and that is the, the bottom line of my business as well. If I'm able to help someone in such a way that the first property or the second property by themselves can support the purchase of the third one, what it means is that they are a step closer to their, of them building their will that they really want. And as a business, we really feel confident that we are able to serve the person, uh, not just buying the property, but building a portfolio Love for her. Love so it. it's, it's very much, more of a, much more of a macro view than just helping them buy one property. I love that. Exactly right. Exactly right. But having said that, we don't stop at the macro. We still go deep down for the valuation. Sure. And, and the key thing is having that relationship with the real estate agents, the selling agents. And that actually differentiates us from, you know, from quite a few out there uh, because we build the relationship. Because as I said before, that market's pretty hot and it just, people just can't really believe that we can still find bargains in this market. Yeah. And the key is about relationship. Like when we have some motivated seller, all they want is a good deal or quick deal um, on their own terms. So sometimes it's not just about the pricing, it's about the speed and the yeah. terms that they would like to have, which is not always the kind of a point of contention that what price we are paying. That's like right. sometimes yeah. I'm happy to pay, you know, a, a bigger deposit because they need that deposit. Yeah. You know, span of one month payment now or later, uh, it's not really a big deal, um, but 5% extra deposit, uh, a bargain is a far bigger deal for the buyer. Yeah, it's so true. It may, it, you know, it was so, it's so easy to fall into the trap of assuming what the other side might want or, or might not, um, you know, consent to. But if we just ask the right questions, it's amazing what we can uh, organize and create that fit us both really well. No, exactly right. And the thing is that even selling agents, sometimes when it is a bit tricky for them, they need us as well because we represent qualified buyers. Mm -hmm. So for, for a deal or handshake to happen, we need to have a buyer and a seller that's right. agreeing on the common terms so that deal can happen. Yep. So, and that's where the relationship, like lots of people can't really just put in their 
hit that sometimes that we are in a competitive format because as a buyer's agent, we would like to buy the property at a much cheaper rate. On the other hand, selling agent want to sell it at a far higher rate. Um, yep. How can we actually possibly work together? Yeah. The key thing is, is we need to work together because they are representing a seller, we are representing buyer, and there's no sale without the buyer and there's no purchase without yeah. the seller. Yeah. So it's, it's about balance. A win-win situation. Yeah, I love that. It's about balance. And they know, the seller knows when they come to a buyer's agent, you've already pre-qualified that buyer and they're ready to buy. They're not just wasting your time. Exactly right. And that's huge for a seller. And and that is the thing that we bring on the table. Like when we have, so for example, when they have an open home, like recently, like I've been hearing the news that on our open home, 40 groups, 45 groups are coming over. Mm -hmm. And the selling agent have no clue who's serious and who's not, who's finance ready and who's not. Because all they can just give their name on the on the on the way in the property, yeah. and the following Monday or Tuesday they have to call each one of them and understand whether they are really interested or not. That's right, and they might not return phone calls. They've disappeared, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right, exactly, <laughs> and and you never know. Even somebody says half heartedly that we like the property. Yeah. Uh, what price point? Like, do they really mean it? That's but right. on the other hand, like when we work with the likes of Jenny, when we know what is her, you know, working space and what sort of bargains that we are looking for, yeah. uh, how how good the property fits in her portfolio, that will define our walk away price. So for us, for example, if this property is 630 and for us to justify our value, if we say that, okay, we want to buy it at 585, we are literally walking away at 590. If we, yeah. if you can't get it at 585 or 589, yep. um, that's good. If not, I'm looking at the next door property. Yeah. Okay. So there's no rush for whatsoever for us. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. It's a, it's a very th well thought out, executed strategy it's not an emotional um whim that's exactly right Darren. i love it fantastic rusty and so tell us more and tell the audience more about where we can find you and how we can find you if we want to access your services sure um so i got a website by name of getrare.com.au uh, so spelled as g-e-t-r-a-r-e getrare.com.au which is more of an acronym uh, for get rich and retire early. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, so uh, getrare.com.au. Um, in other ways, it's also get rare properties, means get getting the unique properties. Nice. Um, so yeah, I spent a fair bit of time to work up with that name. I like that. So, so this is a site that actually have, we got blogs as well that we keep writing about the strategy in general. I do run regular workshops as well. So next one, is on Thursday, which is oh, um, that's this coming uh, which Thursday, fourth uh, of March, and then later on on eighth of April. Lovely. So um, all they have to do is basically come up with an open mind, uh, get a tea or wine. It's on, on Thursday evening at seven p.m. Sydney time. Um, more than welcome for 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 them to check me out, like how the strategy works out together. Yes. So it's it's kind of a sh like I'm sharing the do's and don'ts and how to think about building wealth. So the name of the workshop is uh, Achieving Financial Freedom by Property Investing. Right. And I'm talking about why one should be thinking about financial freedom, how to do it, and, and uh, what consideration we should be making. So yes, it's a lot of topics, a lot of content. So it's a very fast paced, um, but I try to slow down uh, as much as I like to. Um, it's, it's a limited time. So that gives me an opportunity to showcase like what we are doing, how we are doing. And then we can follow up on one-on-one -on -one, uh, calls as well. So perfect, perfect. And and where can people find out important. the details for that um, that event? Is that on the website as well? Yeah, that will be awesome actually. And uh, the audience is more than welcome to 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 come register and uh, check the workshop out. Awesome, fantastic. 
I'll make sure that I put the show notes for the your website and as well as the event on the show notes or the links so people can find those, look, have a look around, book in for the event and come and check it out as well. Um, so that'd be great. That was so much appreciated, Darren. That was so much appreciated. No so Rusty, thanks again. That was a fantastic discussion. I've learned a hell of a lot. You've summed up the whole world of property in 45 minutes. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You've been very kind and generous. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. I really, I really enjoyed that. Is there anything that you would like to leave the audience before we finish up? Uh, probably just that, like um, property investing is all about two things. One is the financial leverage that like we can borrow maybe five times, 10 times of the money that we have um, that can actually make wonders. Um, yeah. And the second thing is the the knowledge leverage, like getting the right advice. Like we go to all sorts of professionals, like a plumber, electrician, even to a doctor. We don't That's try right. to learn the trade by ourselves, but somehow we tend to take property property investing or purchasing a property as a casual hobby thing. Um, so financial leverage, as well as the knowledge leverage are the two biggest leverages that I've learned in my career, working as a fund manager, talking to high net worth individuals. Like people have the systems, the money that work for them. And probably I'll leave with that message that uh, try to work out where you want to be, how you want to be and how soon you want to be and try to work your way up there. So true. I love it. Beautiful, Rusty. Well, thank you again for doing this. A great pleasure to have you on the show. And um, I hope uh, your event is very successful on Thursday. So everybody check that out and check out the, the website as well, Get Rare. And I'll put that in the notes for everybody to check. It has been a pleasure, Darren. Thank you so much. Fantastic. So everybody have a fantastic weekend and we'll see you very, very soon for another episode. Bye for now.